64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor S.F. Walker. I am here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. Today, we look at Laughter, an essay on the meaning of the comic by Henry Bergson. In this video, we look at what scholars have named as being culturally important and is part of the knowledge base of the civilization as we know it. A French philosopher's look at the comic and at the laughter as part of human life. To have a better knowledge of society, of the functioning of human imagination, and of collective imagination, but also of art and life. Laughter is not mere pleasure of the intellect. It is a human and social activity, and it has a social meaning. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. What life and society require of each of us is a constantly alert attention that discerns the outlines of the present situation, together with a certain elasticity of the mind and body. To enable us to adapt ourself in consequence, tension with elasticity. Tension and elasticity are two forces, mutually complementary, which life brings into play. If these two forces are lacking in the body to any considerable extent, we have sickness and infirmity and accidents of every kind. If they're lacking in the mind, we find every degree of mental deficiency, every variety of insanity. Once these elements of inferiority that affect the serious side of existence are removed, and they tend to eliminate themselves in what has been called the struggle for life, the person can live and in common with other persons. But society asks for something more. It is not satisfied with simply living. It insists 
on living well. What it now has to dread is that each one of us, content with paying attention to what affects the essentials of life, will, so far as the rest is concerned, give way to the easy automatism of acquired habits. Another thing that it must fear is that the members of who it is made up, instead of aiming, instead of aiming uh, to an adjustment of wills, delicate adjustment, which fill more and more perfectly into one another, will confine themselves to accepting simply the fundamental conditions of this adjustment. A cut-and-dry agreement among the persons will not satisfy it. It insists on constant striving after reciprocal adaptation. Laughter, then, does not belong to the province of aesthetics alone, since unconsciously, and even immorally in many practical instances, it pursues a utilitarian aim of general improvement. And yet, there is something aesthetic about it, since the comic comes into being just when society and the individual, freed from the worry of self-preservation, begin to regard themselves as works of art. We have studied the comic elements in forms and attitudes and in movements generally. Assuming that the stage is both a magnified and simplified view of life, we shall find that comedy is capable of furnishing us with more information than even real life. On this particular part of our subject, perhaps we are even to carry simplification still further. And going back to our earliest recollections, try to discover that in the games and games that amused us as, as children, those first faint traces of the combinations that make us laugh as grown-up people, persons. Above all, we are too apt to ignore the childish element, so to speak, latent in most of our joyful emotions. And yet, how many of our present pleasures, were we to examine them closely, would shrink into nothing more than memories of past ones? Comedy is a game, a game that imitates life. Any arrangement of acts and events is comic, which gives us, in a single combination, the illusion of life and the distinct impression of a mechanical arrangement. The idea of Herbert Spencer, and according to him, laughter is the indication of an effort which suddenly encounters a void. Kant has already said something of the kind. Laughter is the result of an expectation which all of a sudden ends in nothing. There are moods which move us as soon as we perceive them, joys and sorrows with which we sympathize, passions and vices which call forth painful astonishment, terror and pity, 
in the beholder, in short, sentiment, that are prolonged in sentimental overtones from mind to mind. All these concerns are the essentials of life. All this is serious, and at times even tragic. Comedy can only begin at the point where our neighbor's personality ceases to affect us. It begins with, in fact, with what might be called a growing callousness to social life. There is nothing that disarms us, like laughter. We may all as well confess, though somewhat reluctantly, that we laugh not only at the faults of our fellow men, but also at times at their good qualities. The man who withdraws into himself is liable to ridicule because the comic is a largely made up of this very withdrawal. It must be acknowledged, however, to the credit of mankind that there is no essential difference between the social ideal and the rule. That is, that the faults of others that do make us laugh, provided we add that they make us laugh by reason of their unsociability rather than of their immorality. What then are the faults capable of becoming ludicrous? And in what circumstances do we regard them as being too serious to be laughed at? The comic appeals to the intelligence, pure and simple. Laughter is incompatible with emotion. Depict some fault, however trifling, in such a way as to arouse sympathy, fear, or pity, the mischief is done. It is impossible for us to laugh. On the other hand, take a downright vice, even one that is generally speaking of an odious nature. You may make it ludicrous if, by some suitable contrivance, you arrange so that it leaves us and our emotions unaffected. To prevent our taking a serious action seriously, in short, in order to prepare us for laughter, comedy utilizes a method, a formula, of which it may be given as follows. Instead of concentrating our attention on action, comedy directs it rather to gestures. By gestures, we mean the attitudes the movement, and even the language by which a mental state expresses itself outwardly with any, with any aim or profit for no other cause than a kind of inner itching gesture, thus defined, is profoundly different from action. Action is intentional or at any rate conscious, a gesture slips out, unaware, it is automatic. In action, the entire person is engaged. In a gesture, an isolated part of the person is expressed unknown to, or at least apart from, the whole of the personality. In order that we may be tempted to laugh at it, we must localize its cause in some 
intermediate region of the soul. On the one hand, a person is never ridiculed except through some mental attribute resembling absent-mindedness, through something that leaves upon him without forming part of his organism, after the fashion of a parasite. That is the reason this state of mind is observable from without and capable of being correct. But on the other hand, just because laughter aims at correcting, it is expedient that the corrections should reach a greater number of persons as possible. This is the reason comic observation instinctively proceeds to what is general. It chooses such peculiarities as admit of being reproduced and consciously are not indissolubly bound up with the individuality of a single person, a possibly common sort of uncommonness, so to say, peculiarities that are held in comedy. By organizing laughter, comedy accepts social life as a natural environment. It even obeys an impulse of social life. And in this respect, it turns its back upon art, which is a breaking away from society and a return to pure nature. We should find laughter performing with mathematical regularity one of its main functions, that of bringing back to complete self-consciousness a certain self-admiration, which is almost automatic, and thus obtaining the greatest possible sociability of characters. We should see that vanity, though it is a natural product of social life, is an inconvenience to society, just as certain slight poisons continually secreted by the human organism would destroy it in the long run if they were not neutralized by other secretions. Laughter is unceasingly doing work of this kind. And in this respect, it might be said that the specific remedy for vanity is laughter. <laughs> and that the one failing that is essentially laughable is vanity. By laughter, society avenges itself for the liberties taken with it. It would fail in its object if it bore the stamp of sympathy or kindness. And there you have it, laughter, an essay of the meaning of the comic. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Do it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Do subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So you buy it and you read and you never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website. Do find out what actually motivates you 
What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior? And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, then do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.